No Catch Up Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. We're back in the studio. Back in the stew. Big Nick the Quick is in here, What's of course. What's going on? Man, so I'm just happy to be back in here, Yeah, it's bro. been a while. Been a it's while. been a while. I, uh, anybody that's watching, I know uh, we're competing with the Celtics. Yeah. So everybody's going to catch us later. But... My father passed away earlier this month, yeah. so it's been a rough, rough month. Um, so I'm glad to get back to in the swing of things. Definitely, man. The family is gone. Everyone came out to show love, show support. So I appreciate that once again. Yeah, and right, um, Rest in peace to your pops, man. You know, he's been on the show a few times. Absolutely, man. has been listening for a while, definitely knows about him and his love for LeBron and all that. So, yeah, man. Good to see you back, though, man. Good to yeah. see you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. And, uh... I'm looking forward to talking some shit. I'm dropping my phone, everything. It's been a um, while. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. And yes, I'm, ex- sir. I'm excited to, to, to talk. We're going to talk NBA playoffs. Yeah. We already know what time it is there. I mean, yeah, we missed the first the best round time of the, of the year. We missed kind of the end of the season, so a yeah. lot has happened. Man, but, we missed a lot of but stuff. But you know what? We're kind of at the spot in the playoffs where I think is like the best part right now, right? Those final uh, those final four on each side, right? So I think you've got the matchups, especially in the East. Some of those Eastern Conference first round matchups were tough. Tough to watch. You know what I mean? I don't know how much more Orlando Magic I can watch in the playoffs. Shout out DJ Augustine. But uh, happy we're at this point now. That's kind of how it always (laughs) is in the first round, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk NBA playoffs. We're going to talk the Bears draft. And that should take us deep. Yeah. And then we're going to do some cap or no cap. And that's always entertainment. Pure entertainment. Always. Um, Since you brought that up, I was Mm -hmm. thinking that before we even hopped on was – the first round of the playoffs is always – I don't even need to really watch it. It's hit or miss. It's there very was some good. There were some good series out west. You had Utah and San Antonio. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, you don't really need to watch it. But before we get into it, yeah. what else has been good? Man, not too much, man. You know, Everything uh, is rocking. Same I told old, you, same I just old. got back from Detroit the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Detroit. <laughs> we did talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I was out there. Yeah. Any comments? So I was staying <laughs> Detroit. Hey, man. Shout out if we got anybody from Detroit, man. We rock with all over. But um, yeah, so I was staying out in the suburbs. I was staying in, like a nice suburb in Detroit. It was for a work thing. And then the last day, I had some time. You, you know me, I like to see cities, man. Like I, when I travel, I want to see the city. Yeah, you know I mean, course. don't take me to the tourist area. Like I'll do that. That's all fine and dandy. But like I want to see where the people live. You know, I mean, that's why I love New Orleans because you one second you're in the tourist area. Next second, you're where the people live. So I like cities like that. Um, So I drove through Detroit on the last day. I drove through the east side of Detroit. (laughs) And, uh, man, that's a... That's a tough city, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's barren out that's there. A, that's a rough part of town. You got to tell tell them that story you it, told me about the whip. It was just it was just the whole thing was like surreal. It was like out of a movie set. You know what I mean? Like it was it was it was dark. It was abandoned. You know, you'd have one house where people live in next to four houses where people don't live in. Grass growing out the middle of the street. Like I, I'm not even I'm not even bullshitting. Like it looked like uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare type shit is it like and a map like a, like, game yeah, map? It like a game map like that shit looked like uh look like the battle of winterfell okay. um but, you know what i'm saying shout out detroit though and then like at one point i'm driving down this street and there's like a 20 it's like a 2016 or 2017 like sebring or something you know like a new car and it's just on jacks with no tires on it the hood popped 
and the trunk popped out. But you know how cars are like park, parked along the street? So if all the cars are the parked along and the, the street, trunk is popped. popped. This car, so cars are parked along the street. This car is just like this. Yeah. And it's, I'm talking about it probably been there for a couple weeks type shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like nobody bothered to move it. But it's not like it was an old abandoned car. But then you saw that too. Like it was crazy, man. I'm not even trying. I wish like. I wish I had taken some pictures because it was just it like. It was just rough out there. Yeah, it was real rough. And then you could tell like people still lived out there too. So it was just like. But then I went to other parts where it looked more or less like, you know, like a regular city, you know, like whatever. There were some right. boarded up houses. But the east side, I don't know. Maybe I just picked the, the, the right section to go through. But man, I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. So shout out Detroit, man. If you make it out there, you can make it out anywhere. <laughs> Inside. Forget Inside. that New York side. Forget anywhere, anywhere else, bro. I've never make it in Detroit. I ain't seen nothing like that before. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. So yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. But then we went downtown, and uh, I saw where the, all right. I saw where the, Have you seen it since they built the Pistons Arena? That's the new joint. Yeah, no, the Little Caesars joint. It's really nice. Joint. So they have like a whole sectioned off part of downtown, and it's almost like the arena's kind of lowered into like a pit, and there's like a whole little area there. With nice townhouses around it, like it looked like it'd be a lot of fun to go see a game there. Okay, like we should, we might have to get out there and check it out, the Little Caesars yeah, Arena. Yeah, I've been uh, to to Detroit to catch a couple events, and yeah. downtown is alright. Yeah, Comerica's right there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Fields right there. They it, all their shits right in, is yeah. right next to each other. And I mean, I don't want to like. It's one of those things where people be like, "Oh yeah, you know the downtown of Detroit is nice," but it's like. You've been in Chicago, you've been in New York, you've been in, like, big cities. It's like, yeah, it's nice for, like, that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it doesn't touch, like, a real downtown, Facts. you know what I mean? So, Facts. And I'm sorry, it's just, yeah, it's just it the truth. Yeah, it's like a nice little downtown. <laughs> like, man, I'm little glad. Downtown Evanston. At least you, you say you got to see the real shit. <laughs> yeah, and again, man, like, that's, uh, when I travel, I want to see the shit. I want to see the city. I don't want to see right. what you project to me as the city. Not I want to see. You the, don't want to see the Instagram I don't want to see the Instagram city. I don't need to see the bean, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I want to see the city. <laughs> And I think, you know, again, you know, that's where you find the good food. That's why you find the good spots. And, you know, if you're going to travel, you got to travel. Yes. Speaking of good food. Oh, yeah. I'm on a juice cleanse. Uh, Real good juice cleanse. This is day two. It's five smoothies or uh, a smoothie and five juices a day. Yeah. And that's all you can have each day. Can you have water? You can have water, okay. just like, well, the, they said, I mean, essentially the guy was like, you can have liquid, but if you don't run a rock with the liquid, then just stay Straight off the coffee, juice, yeah. just do the juice, just do the water, right? So I'm on day two, and I feel... Oh, no coffee. No coffee, no, uh, none of that. Uh, I think that some of the smoothies have a little caffeine in them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just been, it's been, it hasn't been as rough as I thought. But day three might be kind of ugly. Yeah. This is day two right now. What is it? Six o'clock? So we'll see. Yeah, I've heard that people starts to get tough on like that three three to four type range when you're really yeah, like, yeah, like, first you're excited. Right, Once the excitement wears off, you're like, yo, I need something to eat. You know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what that I've noticed is like any type of like little stressful situation, <laughs> I get, I'm really irritable. Right. Like, cause like, I, and I want to eat if I get stressed, like if I get stressed out. Like, man, I'm not even fucking eating. Like, right. man, like you know what I'm saying? Leave I bet you it's tough to, like, be up at night, too, because you want to, like, grab a snack or some shit like that. Like Honestly, it, yeah. all you don't even realize how many times you just kind of go nibble on shit. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, you walk by the fridge, a little of that. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. So no drinking, obviously. So nothing but that. Just juice, just bro. Juice. And I'm going to I'm gonna see how I feel. I'll report back, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about these playoffs. 
Really quick before we get into what we want to talk about, which is Bucks Celtics, which are about to tip off game two right now, and then Golden State Houston. Really quick, and I don't want to harp on it, but a couple things I picked out of round one. Things that I knew already, but these are like super confirmations. Rudy Gobert is one of the softest humans on the planet. Yeah. This is not even up for discussion. Montrez was banging him all around. I mean, not Montrez. Um, Capella was Capella. banging him all around. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even there. He wanted no parts of that. Every game, I saw that. He was just killing him down there. Like, I'm like yo. A Swiss dude versus a French dude. Who would have thought the Swiss dude comes out on top? Right. And, I mean, no. Fran- <laughs> they're both so. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? saying. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Gobert's going for, what, almost three blocks a game. Right. Like, he's, he's a defensive he player is, of the oh year candidate. God, yeah. So soft. yeah. Yep. It was crazy. And second. Obviously, that whole Russ Dame shit was awesome. Crazy. I never seen nothing like that. Crazy. Um, Dame Lillard so- close out game. Crazy. Yeah, he, they. Yeah, it was. It was. It it's was. so. It's so wild, bro. Because I'm thinking if they get back to OKC, it's a problem. It's a problem, of course. Because I think OKC wins, and then anything can happen in yeah. seven. And then to, to go from that to. I actually woke my girl up. She was sleeping next to me. I'm like, you should watch this. Yeah. She's like, ah, whatever. And then she turned. She she looked up, watched that he buried that shit from what 38. Yeah, I was in the hotel room and I I jumped up. It was crazy. Crazy. I mean, for also because he knew obviously he was taking that shot. He dribbled it out. And then it was a it was a step back. You know what I mean? From thirty from 37 feet out, and he drilled it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. And like we'll talk about it a little bit because that's one of the cap or no cap things about Dame, but. I just feel like he knew more than anybody that like he needed that moment. He needed that series. You don't really get that opportunity in round one that often where you're going up against Russ and Paul George and big name marquee series um, where a lot of people, even though you were the, 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 the favorite team, quote unquote, a lot of people expected OKC to win. Um, I think he's felt disrespected for a long time about his status in the league overall. And he's like, yo, I've been here. I've been doing this. I've been putting up these numbers. I have career year after career year, but you guys pretty much write us off. And part of it's their fault because, you know, obviously they lost to the – they got swept by the Pelicans last year. You know what I mean? So, like, that, that that's that's what happens. But um, I feel like he needed that. He needed to get out of it, the first it, round. It was his moment, yeah. Yeah, no it was It was the, the, the moment. No matter what happens, that was his moment. No you know doubt. what I mean? Happy for Dame. Very happy for Dame. Because I've hated on Dame in the past with efficiency, and I just think some of his shot selection is sus. But he did his thing. I have no – I have no. he doesn't play Ds. That's what's my yeah, biggest issue. He's, he's, he's like a – yeah. Yeah. She's a – The turnstile. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, that's it is what it is. He's yeah. a he's – a, he's, his production on the O for that team just – it's just kind of like a James Harden situation. He can't go out there and play crazy D either. Yeah, no, so. he needs to – yeah. But all right, let's jump over to you want to talk Warriors Rockets first or Bucks Celtics? It doesn't matter. Let's get Warriors Rockets out of the way. Okay, let's do that. Say less. Let's go. Game one was awesome. Uh-huh. Very entertaining from multiple angles. Definitely. Officiating. Commentary. Commentary. <laughs> um Curry's antics. Um everything, bro. Have you ever heard a crew be that openly critical of the refereeing in a game before? Like I mean, they were they were the second half. It's all they talked about. You don't typically see it. Not like that. Yeah, 
You not like I mean, yeah. It. Usually, someone's in their ear, like, "All right, guys, come on," you know. Yeah, but like, they, they just someone's in that person's ear yeah. from the league office. Yeah, like, hey, that's, that's enough. Y'all want this new? Y'all want this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all want this deal? deal? Like, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought that that was crazy, but yeah, the game overall was just it was crazy, man. That was a, that was that's what you wanted from game one, other than the fact that the Warriors won. Where are you at on the officiating? Because I, uh, I, I got some thoughts on it. I come at it from multiple angles. You know, I do believe in consistency, and it is. They, there was some questionable shit there. Some of the things that they were complaining about was kind of like, come on. But as far as the whole landing zone and all that, like, I think that does need to be cleared up. I don't think we're at, like, an NFL-level officiating crisis. But I do think it's also, at the same time, I think it's funny that the person complaining about not getting calls is James Harden who is the biggest beneficiary of getting calls in the modern NBA, hands down. He gets to the line, you know, what, 12 times a game. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that it's kind of – it's it, it's funny that it's him now, you know, and he, he's kind of the one, like, what the fuck. The Chris Paul thing, I mean, Chris Paul's always had an issue with refs. This is nothing new. Yeah, no, it is. I don't, I don't know if there's a ref that he gets along What's with. What's up with Chris Paul, bro? He's just an ordinary guy, like man. That's just who he is, man. He's just – He's just someone you would not want to play ball with. Act like that, bro. He's someone you wouldn't want to be on your team with. I mean, you'd want to be on the team with him because he's great. Yeah. But he's just not like a pleasant dude, man. Like going back to Wake Forest, he hit somebody in the nuts. Yeah, he's always you know what I mean. Like a he's just he's just he's just agitated. You know, I think him getting thrown out. Like he obviously said some shit. You know what I mean? And, I, and again, he doesn't have a good rep with the refs, but he he brought that culture. He had that same culture in the Clippers. Remember the Clippers when they were on? Nobody complained more than the Clippers. Yeah. Nobody complained about the refs more than the Clippers. So I think that's just – it's just who he is. Love him or hate him, man, that's who he is. And maybe that's part of his leadership where he's like, I'll take all this. You know what I mean? I'll be the bad guy you yeah. know, instead of you guys. Who knows? But he's always been that way. I'm going to kind of speak out of both sides of my mouth here because I think it's a very interesting situation, right? So Harden in the first half pulls up his regular style. If he kicks his feet out a little bit or whatever he does, but it's that's how he shoots the rock. Like Always. It's a pure stroke, right? Yeah. And Clay, Clay ran into his legs multiple times. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any calls, right? Fast forward to the second half. He exaggerates that last jumper with Draymond because he feels like he needs to do something because he's he not he wasn't getting any calls, any calls right? Yeah. But so this is me speaking on both sides of my mouth. I think he just has to stay consistent and pull he can't try to draw fouls. He's almost worrying about drawing fouls than knocking down the jump shot. Right. Like he was concentrating on like Flailing his How do legs I get a call? Instead, yeah, instead of knocking down the three pointer, that that's what he should have been locked right. in on. Um, that's the only issue with it. My issue is that when he starts to exaggerate and do things like that, peep, then the, the refs are kind of seeing that. Even if and there he's is even contact, less likely to get a call, the, right? even if there's even if it was a foul, when you start doing that, they they it clouds their mind a yeah. little bit more than what it should have done. What should have happened, in my opinion. Was the first time because he's pretty he's even keel on the floor. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really get riled up. Right. The first time he Clay ran into his legs, he's supposed to say something like "Yo." Second time he's supposed to get a tech. Yeah. Off top, right. like "Yo, listen, 
This dude is running through my legs. I can't land. Like, stop all this bullshit right now and make sure you're looking at this. Because then the third time, I 100% he gets the foul. Yeah. He's kind of, I mean, Dan Tony was in people's ear, and I get that. And Chris Paul. But, yeah, and Chris Paul was in his ear too. But I feel like if James would have hopped up and been like, yo, listen, bro. Like, they're running me over. A call would have came down the line, and that's that's yeah. It didn't really happen, that and way. that's just not him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, it takes. I, you've seen him go off like in his own way, but it takes a lot for him to get riled up. He's yeah. just that's just who he is. That's his whole demeanor. He has his own way of going about things. But again, I mean, you got to be consistent with it. If, if if all year you've been giving him those calls, then I mean, I guess he's expecting those calls come playoffs, right? And the refs might be looking at it from a different perspective, like you said, man. The more he complains about it. You know what I mean? We're obviously going to call things a little bit tighter in the playoffs. We might not get away with some of that shit or whatever it might be. Um, but the more he complains about, the less likely he is to get those calls in game two, for sure. Absolutely So, right. yeah, I don't, I, it'll be interesting to see how they officiate game two. So, I understand they brought in Scott Foster, yeah. who has an issue with the Rockets, right? Yeah, but I think he's like the, the league's highest-rated referee, though. He's going to be in the finals. It's a finals crew. He's finals they're giving crew. them a finals crew. So they're giving them a yeah. finals crew, right? But I also read that they assigned the refs like game one and game two before. So like yeah. before all this even happened, Scott Foster was going to ref game two. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Scott Foster, like you said, is highly regarded. Yeah. He will be in the finals. And on the flip side, the mm-hmm. Rockets have lost the last six games he's officiated. For yeah. Them. So it's going to be interesting. Gambling tick of the week. My, my, so that's what, you know what I was thinking. <laughs> is, up, yeah. What I what I'm thinking is they're just gonna call shit extremely tight. Yeah, yeah, on both ends. Exactly. I, I just think that's how that doesn't isn't that how it always goes. I would imagine that like a referee who's highly graded probably wouldn't be popular with the Rockets because again they rely on getting a lot of foul calls, and you might be able to James Harden might be able to pull some of those tricks on some of the you know the lesser experienced referees, the ones who aren't as good. Scott Foster is like, no, I'm not going for this tonight. You know what I mean? If you want to get to the line, get fouled. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not, I'm I not guess fouled. it could go that so way. So that, that's probably why. Because, again, it's not like he's they have an issue with him and he's lowly rated. He's highly rated and they have an issue with him. So, obviously, he knows what he's doing. Um, and he probably lets them get away with a little bit less. You know what I mean? He's one of those. He, I don't know Scotty like that. But he's probably just one. Like, he doesn't deal with the flopping yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't want it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm this. not going with I'm it. I'm not here for that. So... Either, but okay, but what do you think is a more likely situation? That the refs link up before the game and they're like, call it super tight? Or if you see any type of flopping, swallow the whistle? I think the league probably talked to him before this game because obviously it's gotten a lot of attention and the officiating, the officiating is going to get a ton of attention in this game from the from the get-go. Yeah. So call it tight. Hey, guys, we're going to call it tight. You know, we're, if, if we have to enforce the landing zone thing because we got to be consistent. But at the same time, don't fall for that flopping. You know what I mean? Make sure you actually see contact. But call it fair on both sides. What I was thinking when I saw the over-under and after all this shit went down, it was 220 and a half. Yeah. I'm like, you should probably take the over on that. Yeah. Like, that's probably the play. Yeah. I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I might hop on that. Yeah. 220 and a half. Take the Warriors money line. Probably not good. You're probably not getting any. Getting the good thing value about that, that. two twenty and a half is that if the Warriors get get crazy, so it's a runaway though. Yeah, if you either team saying? gets crazy, it's a runaway. You know what? But no, it's not going to be a runaway in Oracle. But 
on that for the rocket side. I mean, is that Oracle Mystique still there like that? I don't. I don't. I'm just, when I say Oracle, I mean Golden State at home. I mean Gork, Oracle gets loud, whatever. But the Rockets missed a lot of threes in game one. They did a lot of threes in game what one that they in, wouldn't. What miss. were James and Gordon like? Not good. It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, they didn't seem like they hit a three until. Like, Gerald Green hit that late three. It was like, oh, that's the first time I've hit a three in a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody was hitting threes on their squad. And that, that was kind of my point about this game is like, hey, Houston played pretty bad. Neither team played great, but Houston did not play well, especially, you know, for with their bread and butter, right? They weren't hitting threes, and they weren't getting calls. So if one of those two things goes their way in game two, you could be looking at a different game. Steph didn't play great either, but I'm saying, like, I, 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 you can't expect Houston to go that cold again from three-point land. Yeah. I, and, yeah. I, and that's, yeah, that's that's kind of the biggest thing I saw there. I'm like, they're getting the looks that they want. They're just not hitting them. I mean, maybe you can. I guess game seven last year proves that you can go cold, but, yeah. Golden State minus five. That's what it is? Yeah, that's the number. Minus five and 220 and a half it was last I saw it. That's pretty spot on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's tough. That's a lot of stay away going on over that's, there. That's tough. What's the money line? If it's minus five, I don't know it off top. I'd have to guess at least minus minus one eighty five, two hundred, mm. right? Maybe even a little more. Maybe even a little more. I know you wanted to talk about Durant. Durant. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> he's been on a tear since what game three of that Celtics series, and it's funny, the like Clippers, yeah. yeah, Clipper. I'm sorry, Clippers yeah. series. Um, I think, like, I think when we look back at Kevin Durant's career, like, when it's all said and done, it's almost like, in his mind, I feel like these Warrior years, this, this might be some hot take shit, but in his mind, these Warriors years have validated him because he's gotten two championships out of it, at least. Yeah. But the flip side of it, as an individual player, like, it's almost diminished him so much that when he goes on this tear, it's like people are, like, surprised. Or not surprised, but it's like, oh my god, have you seen Kevin Durant? Like, but it's like this is Kevin Durant. He's, he's been this. He's guy. been this guy before in his in his career. You know what I mean? He's done it before in a Warriors uniform. Now again, you know the whole Warriors thing. It kind of, I don't know. I just think being on this team, and this is why I think he's probably going to leave. Being on this team, it doesn't help his individual legacy really at all. You know what I mean? He's the second most popular player on his team. He's the second most important player on his team. It's not his team. You know what I mean? He's kind of an outsider. And I feel like it's kind of hurt how people look at him in the league. Yeah, remember it was hands down always Kevin Durant's the second best player in the league. You can't tell me anything. It goes LeBron, KD, and then we can talk about everybody else. And every year, it's oh, KD's he the third best player. Oh, he's the fourth best player. Oh, you seen Kawhi? Oh, man, Kawhi. Oh, you seen Giannis? Oh, Giannis. And it's like KD's like, yo, Next thing you know, I'm over here six. 50, 40, 90 every year, putting up 27 a game on a team where there's multiple other options. You know what I mean? So I'm like getting 27 within rhythm. That's, you know that, what I mean? That, like, work, <laughs> <laughs> that works against him, though. It does, yeah. yeah. So the, the, With all the other players. But it's so it's, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what he does over there. It's kind of just like whatever. But then it's like people are like, oh, look at this tear. Like Kevin Durant, is this is this it? Is he is he arriving? Is he angry? Like, no, he's fucking Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? He's gonna have games like the other game. He's gonna have games like the end of that Clippers series. He's Kevin Durant. I just feel like people um just the narrative around him is very interesting. And I don't think his personality does anything to help it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say on that. You I mean we know what he did. Yeah. And 
I think it helps him his his, his legacy that. When he did go to Golden State, he got two Finals MVPs. He won both of those. Sure. Um, so that helps. But yeah, man, he's a monster. He's absolutely. I think unstoppable gets thrown around a little bit. Yeah. I throw it around quite a bit as well. He is absolutely unstoppable on the offensive end. He's there's too not big. a hole in his game offensively. He's too big. You can't do anything with him. So yes, he's an he's a complete animal. He's I think he actually is a zero hole offensive player. Yeah, he goes to the rack. He's mid range, excellent shooter. Shoots the three. He can handle the ball. He can, he can pass. Yeah. Free throws there. Yeah. For whatever reason, some of these dudes that are like offensive juggernauts can't shoot free throws. Yeah. LeBron, Russ, yeah. whoever. Dan can shoot I don't the know free what's throw. up with Russ. <laughs> I shot like 48%. <laughs> it was yeah, like I 60s, just, yeah. But you know what I'm saying, though? It's just kind of like, yeah, it's just when you start, you, you start, it's just, I remember now so quick to put people in front of KD and like, I, I do it too. And it's just, I feel like that's a direct symptom of this warrior. Yeah. Yep. He's just a guy. <laughs> He's just a guy, 35. Um, bring up that Nick Wright tweet real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. I might be able to get it real quick. Nick Wright always good for a for a tweet, bro. I, I know a lot of people don't like Nick. I kind of rock with Nick. I'm not gonna flex. I think he's got some I think he's got some interesting takes and he's pretty knowledgeable about his shit. Let's see if I can get it. All, all, those, all those Fox guys are, are funny to me. Um, all right, so I got it. So today, Nick Wright tweeted, yep. Steph is a transcendent talent who is the greatest and most important warrior ever, but the rope we give him is insane. He was having a terrible game one, bumps Harden out of bounds, and then taunts Harden repeatedly. We just shrug it off. Facts. It's the, it's the Steph Curry hate beginning. I mean, that's facts. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that is, though? That Steph gets that rope, yeah, because he's, and I don't know, I don't know about what rope, but I'm not. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, like, yeah. Why do you think he gets I that bit of a doubt? Because he's a good guy. Because he's a good guy. <laughs> he's had an organic rise. You know, what I mean, a lot of these guys like have been like that dude since they were in high school and have always been like a number one player. And it's like you, they, you just kind of grown up with them. Where it was Steph, it's like, yeah, we knew him at Davidson, but nobody expected this team to ever become this good. You know, it's a likable story. He's a popular guy. He's got the wife that everybody loves and, you know, the picture-perfect family. And like all, Yeah, he doesn't ruffle any feathers. Unless when you watch Steph, he talks more shit than anybody. Yo, Steph talks a lot of shit. Consistently taunts the crowd, consistently taunts other teammates, is always on some shit like this. Like, yeah, Steph is always talking shit. You Show know what I mean? Yeah, does it doesn't. Remember when Chris Paul hit him with the... <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul hit him yeah, with, with the little shimmy. So, I mean, yeah, Steph talks a lot of shit. But I think he's able to project a certain image, man. You know what I mean? And I, yeah, I think yeah, it's just he's like the anti-LeBron. But is Nick Wright saying that what type of leeway, like what all the rope that he gets? What does he expect? What does he expect people to do? Hammer him? Because I mean, they won game one. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? He had a bad game, but they won. He had a big three at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, he did his thing. So like I mean, what exactly? What, like, what did he? What did he expect to happen, or what does he think should be happening? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe he wants Steph to get torn down after after a game one win and after a couple of MVPs and things like that. That's why I thought it was kind of hot. But now that you say torn down, it's completely tied to how you act. Yeah. You think so? That, yeah. I, I, I now that you say that, and I just thought about it, it's completely tied down to how you portray yourself in post game press conferences. Yeah. In the media. 
in your and and in your personal life. Right. He doesn't get torn down because everyone knows he's a good guy and he's fun loving and he has he has a fun game. Like that's why he doesn't get torn yeah, he's down. He's a wholesome guy. Kevin Durant gets torn down because of what he did or LeBron no, gets torn down because of Hold on. Let me let me let me let me give you this real quick. Yeah. Kevin Durant Kevin Durant had all that going for him. Kevin Durant did not like being the good guy. Kevin Durant purposely changed his own image. Like, he purposely changed his own image. In OKC, when he first or came did, up, no, hold on. I feel hold like on, he fought on. hard against the Kevin Durant narrative of yeah. him being, like, a good guy. No. I felt like he, he, he really... Or did he get beat up so bad when he left that he turned into... Before that, the last year in OKC. When he was leaving, though. He was super surly all the time. I'm sick of being the good guy. He would say that. Yeah, he's like, I'm tired of being number yeah, two. I'm, I'm, number I'm one. sick of being the good guy. I want, you know, I'm, I'm, I do this, I do that too. He wanted, he wanted that, that image. But I think it got worse whenever he started getting crushed. Well, of course, everywhere he went. And of then course. It, then it started getting way, way worse. Yeah, of course. Well, how many years are in between him winning MVP and then leaving? Two. Two. Because well, then, so then this all happened in a year. Then yeah, know? yeah. I really do. Yeah, the whole you the real MVP. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I think he because remember <laughs> it's the same time that Russ really started turning on the media too. They 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 got really pissed off during KD's last year, I think, about all the coverage about it, and they started turning like, yeah. Go back and read go back I and look go at some back of those and look shits. At some of that. But, yeah. yeah. The yeah, whole yeah. Russ where he's like, that whole thing, that well, KD was on the team during that. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure. You know what that. I mean? Like, yeah, that that was during yeah, they started they started really the two of them started going hard at the media. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I think now that you say torn down, I don't know why that sparked it for me, but I think that's purely from how they act in post-game press conferences. Sure. Because he never acts like that. I mean, Steph is always very low-key, you know what I'm saying? Very yeah. good guy, smile yeah. on his face type thing. And he doesn't He doesn't have anything not to smile about. They win tons of ball games every yeah, he's year. Living they a great life. He's living a great life. living a great life. He's living a new contract. He's signed for yeah. $40 million per. Yeah, yeah he's, like, he's yeah. doing fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's doing great. So, yeah, I think uh, that's why he gets that extra rope because he's a good dude. So yeah. It works. If, as much rope as he gets is how much rope LeBron doesn't get, though. Like, you could say that Steph deserves to get some flack as much as you can say that LeBron doesn't deserve to get as much as he does. For sure. Which is not a hot take at all. Like it's 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 clear. Like the LeBron hate. I was thinking about it. Like the LeBron hate this year on this Lakers situation, and I and I gave you know I gave it to him right here. I said, hey, look, he he tore apart that team with the whole trade thing. But the whole like, yo, we got to go at his legacy because they're not in the playoffs and this, that, and the third. The man made eight straight NBA finals. I don't want to talk about anything. <laughs> like he was tired, bro. He was like, you know what, man? I'm, I'm. Nah, he yeah, wasn't it, even it, tired. But it just wasn't gonna happen. That team was shit. Team was shit. He that knew it was shit. was shit. He knew it was trash. He got there. He's like, this, this is not, this ain't it. If we don't, you think he cares? I don't think LeBron gives a fuck right now. I think LeBron is probably like, yo. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to be that. playing, but I've been saying I'd that. like to be playing, but hey, I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna take the summer off. Eight straight finals, going the distance that. eight times. I've been saying that hundred percent. So I, I just, but I feel like the people that are like, "Yo, like this, he could never be Jordan now because of this," and like, it's just like people need to kill that noise on the whole LeBron hate in front. Because I mean, he, he well, what more does the man need to do? LeBron could stop playing basketball right now. We're good. For sure, we're good. I've seen enough. She's yeah, he's one of the top three players ever, if not top two. Yeah, 
You could argue that for sure. From front to end career? Yeah. As long as the Jordan talk is dead. It's dead. As long it as never, not, it shouldn't have, it it should have ever been alive. Correct. So yeah. as long as that's all said and done and over with, then I'm good. Yeah, that. exactly. Um, all right. Who you got tonight, real quick? Um, Who? Give me, give me. I'll give you the five. You still want Houston? Oh man, uh, Houston plus five. Yeah. No, nah, I'll take. No, nah, I'll take Golden State. I'll let it <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what it is. You just can't pick against those dudes at home. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what it is. Like I just can't do it. I can't. I like. I look and I'm like. This would be a this. It's a, it's a hard bet to make. Yeah. Theoretically speaking, this would be a good spot to take the other yeah. team. But you're looking at it, you're like, man, I've seen this shit flip too much. It's one of those in the morning when you lose, you're like, man, why'd I ever bet against yeah, Golden State? Yeah, how can I yeah. bet against Golden State yeah. at the crib? What yeah. an idiot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to take Golden State minus <laughs> five, too. Yeah. Um, it should be very, 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 very interesting. Though. Yeah. No doubt. All right. I don't know. Let me check the score of this Bucks game real quick. What were your thoughts on that? The game uh, one collapse. The Celtics are back. You know what's great about the playoffs and the NBA and the media? Legit, this shit flips from one game to another. Right. Dame doesn't hit that three. Russell's back. Russell's We're back. going to AK. Dame, okay, so Dame, Dame, Dame choked again. Dame, Dame, Dame choked. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just game to game, bro. Right. So you, I got to keep that even keel where it's like, I don't know, bro. Like, let's see. Because the narrative now is experience matters. Milwaukee's not ready. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And which is kind of, I mean, we'll see, right? Yeah, but it is it is funny, man. It is like some game to game shit. Like <laughs> it, it, game it, it, on the shit. drop of a dime, it'll completely change over. And it's like, yeah. The Bucks win this game by 10 points. Yeah. They're like, oh, Bucks are, Bucks are back. Giannis is the best player in the league. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. And that's why I said though I thought the Bucks. What was it? What did I have it at? Plus two seventy five was disrespectful. Plus two fifty. Plus two fifty. That is. When I saw that, I was kind of like, wow. I mean, I understand the Celtics had a tough year and a lot of ups and downs, but plus two fifty. Tight in the first twenty. I mean, they have a better roster. You know what I mean? Like, right. They have more playoff experience. The plus two fifty was kind of disrespectful. I would have thought that that would be more in like the one seventy five ish range. The second ranked to win the title, I think. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it is what it is, right? But like plus two fifty. I mean, you got to look at the matchup. Sounds like we should have put some money on. It. Sounds oh, like yeah, we late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, my boy Al Horford went crazy. Your boy. Listen, bro. So hey, everybody on Twitter. <laughs> after how after, after Al was given given Giannis the business on the defensive end, and legitimately a problem for Milwaukee offensively, like they they didn't know what to do with Al Horford. Um, I tweeted Sean. I said, "Hey, man, I, I bet you, I said I bet you Chicago Flow still thinks that Al Horford is trash." Crickets. Yeah, I didn't. I, Crickets. I, you want to know why I didn't say anything? Is because I've already addressed this. I, I the, the the slander I was given Al Horford was unwarranted. Unjust. <laughs> unjust. <laughs> unjust. He's a winner. <laughs> you need unjust. Al Horford's. And Al Horford is a ball player. He's a ball player. He's you know uh just really good at Luka, basketball. Luka Doncic is just a, ho- a a hooping guard. Yeah. 
Al Horford is just a hooping, <laughs> it's a hooping big, 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 yeah. Like, what does he do? Yeah, he, does, he does that. He hoops, <laughs> man. Yeah, you just, throw him out there, and it, it, it's positive. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's facts. So I was wrong. I'll, I'll admit that. And I kind of knew I was wrong, but I just didn't like his game. Yeah. So I was hating on his game, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. But can you imagine if the Celtics win this game and they, like this shit fuck around be a sweep? Right. Is that more just – you think that's all experience-related? Or Giannis just – they seem like they had figured Giannis out. Yeah, I think that they have a good – so, I mean, man, I don't, it's going against everything that I had said previously about the Celtics um, and Brad Stevens. I was killing them early on in the year, but they got some good coaching over there, man. I mean, they obviously figured out some way to stop them. I mean, again, I think you're not going to hold him to 22 every game. Like, he's going to get off, right? But I think the Celtics have the right mix of players to throw at him. Like, that Horford factor is real. He can neutralize somewhat Giannis. Yeah. Better than a lot of guys can because he'll go down there and play with him. And he's smart and he's crafty and he does those kind of things. And if those other guys aren't knocking down those shots that they've relied on them knocking down all year, then, yeah, the Celtics are, t- are talented. The Celtics can one-on-one them to death. That's something. That's that. You got. You can't. You know, it's the playoffs. Sometimes you got to play some hero ball. And the Celtics got a bunch of heroes well, that can go and, and do Kyrie that. And if Kyrie play like that, yeah, if Kyrie starts to go off, you know, he's got a lot to prove. He's gonna, he's got his contract year. Um, they, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got some issues. So listen, I never said the Celtics when I when we were killing them. That's why it was so disappointing about them because, like, on paper, it doesn't make sense. You can play any type of style you want to. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if they if they can put together five good games, yeah, it's gonna be over quick. I, I don't heard, think I, I, I don't think they're going to win tonight, though. Milwaukee's going to win tonight. Yeah, I, I can't see the Milwaukee going down 0-2 and then having to go to the Garden. Yeah, it's ugly. The Boston Garden. Yeah. Um. I heard this take. I can't remember exactly who said it, but how much do you think this plays a factor? Milwaukee played Detroit, mm-hmm. who never had a chance. Like that was always going to be a blow up series, right? It was going to be a sweep, and it was a sweep, or at least, or at the max, go maybe five games. The Celtics played the Pacers. The Pacers been playing hard all year. Yeah, they got there off grit, and they yeah, and they just gave them a little more pushback than than Detroit gave Milwaukee. Yeah. Did Milwaukee kind of just sleepwalk into that game one? Like, oh, it's sweet. We're coming off a sweep. We're at home, and th- so they have been. They were. They were. They were a little more relaxed than they should have been. No. Or is it just? Did sometimes the team gets beat by the other team? You know, I think. Yeah. I think. I think one of the things that like, I think it's almost disrespectful sometimes the team that won when we always try to find a reason why the other team lost. Like, oh, they didn't yeah. take them seriously. Yeah, no, no. Like Kyrie went for twenty eight yeah. six. They had eight, a great yeah. game plan. Right. You know what I mean? If you watch the game, they were playing Giannis in a style that was that he did not like. He did not enjoy having Al Horford guard him. He didn't. That wasn't fun for him. No. He didn't like it. Because it's not again, Al Horford's not bigger than him. He's not necessarily stronger than him. He's smart. He's a smart, crafty player who knows things. And you know what's interesting? You don't like playing against those guys. You man. know what's interesting about that point? I love that point. That's a good point. Especially in hoops. If you get a guy that you don't like to match up against, yeah. you can become disinterested. Not not that he was disinterested, but it's a super grind all game. Yeah. Like when 
what was I, what was the example I just had in my head? Like when KD has a like half sus match, like thirty is really really easy. Like thirty is that he can get that walking around like right. there's no problem. Other no one can stop KD, but a couple other guys bother him a little bit. Maybe like Pat Beverly sure. or like Clay can bother LeBron a little yeah. bit, or like yeah. Iguodala was was gar- like bothering LeBron. Exactly. Yeah. LeBron was still getting his done, but it was a grind. It's a it grind, was, it's yeah. A grind, right? So that can kind of get you out of your thing, and then you kind of deter and defer to other players more than you might. Than you might. And Giannis hasn't been in a spot in the playoffs where he's been in a battle with someone where he's going at a dude like Al Horford all day long, right? For seven for a, for a best out of seven series, right? So, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he might 100%. have a night where he sees Al or he sees like Al here Al, and there. And the so, next yeah. night. He goes and plays uh, whoever. You whoever, know what I mean? Somebody like, trash. Some, Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor, exactly. And he's just going off. Dude, right. it, was, it was like I was telling you, man. I, I heard this interview and, like, they were asking these guys who are some of the toughest players to guard. And somebody was like, Al Jefferson. And I'm like, why? They're like, because you got to come to work when you play against him because he's a crafty big man who knows all types of tricks. Right. And it's like, it does. it's not about the physicality. It's not about who can jump the highest. It's these guys who can just consistently beat you with some dumbass move. And it's like, man, Al, Al just gave me 24. Right. You know what I mean? Like, where did that come from? And he yeah. would just give me little hook shots and little, fade, you know, little this Put and that. Backs. Yeah, and it's just like, man, I don't want to guard this all night. Yeah. I'd rather guard someone who's all power because then you're just... Brute and then strength, on the you know what I mean? Event, he's giving me problems. Too. He's giving me problems too. He's giving me the little hands, and he he knows this and that, and he's crafty. I think Al and Al Horford is is that on D. You know, you don't want to um, you don't want to have to play against him, man. Like he's crafty. He's gonna go at you. He knows the angles. He's not scared. He's coached well. He's gonna play within the game plan. But isn't that experience though? It's experience, that, that yeah. Yeah, he won two national to, right? championships. Yeah, he's been doing this a long time. Sid B in the chat. Shout out Sid B. He thinks Hayward's play as an edge as well. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, a, he's, I mean, he's, he's back. Yeah, he's, he's an all star bench player. And they figured out they figured out a way to use him. They figured out a little role for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. huge because he could definitely go for twenty five. Like, I think I think probably a big thing for the Celtics too is once the playoffs start, it might be a little bit easier for guys to accept their roles. The goal, you can get much more of a tunnel vision. Yeah, like, hey, we got to go try to get a chip. Yeah, our agenda's over now. Like, hey, you know, Jalen Brown, you're trying to establish yourself. Tatum, you're trying to establish yourself. Like, no, we just need to go and win. Nobody wants to go home at this point because you don't want to deal with the whole summer of all that bullshit. So I think that, you know, a lot of those guys for the playoffs, they're, uh, you know, they're able to kind of come together. That's a good point. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Man, it'd be interesting if if Boston won, because it's then it's panic mode essentially. Yeah, essentially the they'd have to go into Boston and hundred percent win game three. Yeah, so we'll see. That game's still in the first half. Mm-hmm. Let's switch over to the Bears NFL draft, NFL draft in general. I've never been less excited for an NFL draft in my entire life. Yeah, I didn't watch a single pick. In round one or two, I found out about Blaine Gabbert Jr., a.k.a. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert Jr. <laughs> number six on Twitter. That's that's 100% the best. When I was Blaine, thinking about it, I was like. Blaine Gabbert 2.0. This is Blaine Gabbert Jr., yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was. 
But it, it was also a great feeling that. Playing Gabbert 2.0. <laughs> it was also a great feeling that I wasn't worried about it because essentially our first round picks Khalil Mack and our team doesn't have many holes in it. So it was good not to be picking in the top seven. In yeah. Words. It's not you're not stressing out either. Right. You're not sitting there doing all this draft research and looking up shit and, you know, worried about who we're gonna take, worried if we're gonna tank the pick. Um I kinda watched it from like it was funny to me to watch the draft. Like when the Daniel Jones pick happened, I started laughing. You know what I mean? I was just like they would. Like they would. I I, I don't understand how Dwayne ha- what what more did you need to see from Dwayne Haskins? Before we get to the Bears, listen. <laughs> Daniel Jones can be a good quarterback. Yeah, he might start some games. He could be a, a good quarterback, and his f- career is still going to get crushed. Yeah, because he, he, he's fucked. He needs to be. He needs, he needs to be. He needs to be go- elite. He needs to be elite, bro. I think the best for thing, that to be a good pick. I think the best thing is I said they saw some Eli in him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I mean, he had the dumb face just like Eli too. He needs to be elite, kind of like Trubisky needs yeah. to be elite. 100%. For that to be a good pick yeah. for what they gave up and what happened. Um, who cares about the Giants? I don't even care. I just thought that was interesting because he's clearly not the best player on the board, as even on the, at the quarterback position in that spot. No chance. Yeah. So we'll see. Whatever. But um, Eli Eli will be playing for another three years for them, so they'll be good. I don't see how that can happen, but it's possible. The funny thing is, I don't Eli, see how he could have played the last two years. The funny thing is, Eli fuck around come out have a solid year, and then, he's, then he'll play. Yeah, and got him going to be able to like, oh, Eli, <laughs> he really look like he's he got a back. You know, look at Tom Brady. But no, he's not going to have a solid year because he sucked forever. Yeah, and that's all. You know how I feel about that. Um, going into the draft, we talk about this all the time how healthy we stayed last year how we need to add depth yep and my number one thing we got rid of jordan howard so we needed to add some depth at running back secondary i talked about my feelings on prince he's getting older he's not that good he's solid yeah um so i'd love to see some depth at the corner and secondary and that's kind of what we did drafted david montgomery out of iowa state david montgomery it's a it's an interesting name. Yeah, solid, solid running Profound. back, solid running back name, solid running back name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were calling Mike Montgomery. We're like, yeah, no, Mike, yeah, Mike Montgomery's right. good, man. This is Dave Montgomery. Yeah, David Roll Montgomery, up, Mike David Johns, all good. Yeah, um, he was first team all All America, All Big Twelve. Yeah, I should say. Um, I don't know much about him. I watched some highlights. He's a running back. Like yeah, he's said, a running like, back, he's man. Running back. They said he's shifty, doesn't quite have burst. Uh, Bleacher Report gave him a pro, pro comparison of Kareem Hunt, which is I thought was very generous. They, uh, He was the most like Kareem Hunt yeah. I was reading. Okay. And that's what Nagy wants. Yeah. Nagy wants Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he does. of course like, he does. I, remember we talked about him possibly coming? <clears throat> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was pressing everyone like, yo, please let me go get this. Let me go get him. And then the Cassies were like, no, sir. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, we need this dude. And he's yeah. like, no, listen, bro. Nah, we're not doing We can't it. do it, man. We you can't go that saying? far, man. Um, Montgomery, Riley Ridley, wide receiver, Georgia, Calvin Ridley's little brother. Yeah. They compared him to Devontae Adams. Riley Ridley... I so mean, he, he was a good player. He at was Georgia. a good player at yeah. Georgia. And yeah. I, I mean, I watched a ton of SEC football just because of Bama, and those are the best teams, and they're always in the primetime slot on CBS. Yeah. 
So yeah, he made a couple plays where he it was. So he's, he's a possession receiver, good hands, not necessarily a burner at all, but not yards after the catch guy, but he'll go up and get it. Fourth you know, round, four, yeah, fourth round, whatever. Take whatever. a flyer on him. He catches fifteen balls this year. We'll be happy. And then the rest of these guys, I don't know. Yeah, Duke Shelley, but he's a corner. Kareth Wythe Jr., Florida Atlantic running back. Stephen Denmark, Valdosta State cornerback. Valdosta so, I mean, State. Two running backs, two corners, and a wideout. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You were talking about just just looking at running back tape in the Big Twelve, especially in the Big Twelve. I don't, yeah. The Big Twelve is like a whole different. It's yeah, it's a whole different animal. Nobody plays defense. Yeah. So. <laughs> And I mean, listen, the quarterbacks coming out of there yeah. have been crazy. Yeah, for sure. Mahomes, Mayfield, Kyler Murray's coming out. We'll see how that works. Um But a running back coming out of there, that spread system, it's super wide open. I don't know much about Iowa State. I don't know how much they were spreading it out, but we'll see. Let's see what happens, man. Well you 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 mentioned something before we hopped on third round. Running back tape is, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. When you're watching, like, so if you're watching like the film on like a running back or whatever, right? If it's not like a first round, high first round guy where like he clearly stands out, you're just watching a running back get yards. And, and I can't really tell if he's an NFL back. Like, I think it's hard <laughs> to like evaluate running back. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like certain guys. Okay, if you watch like Ezekiel Elliott in college, you're like, okay, that guy's special. You know what I mean? Like, I understand where we're coming from here, but like. Watching the highlights on, I was just about to call him David Washington, David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, whatever. Like just, YouTube tapes chopped up. Yeah, it's just like, it's just a dude getting some yards. Yeah. Like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you're not really. It's not like a quarterback or like a DB. Even you can kind of yeah. see. It's like a guy in the open especially field. if a dude's not a freak athlete. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to. Yeah, force. That's why I take my, my hat off the scouts. Like, I don't know how you could scout offensive guards. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, how do you how do you do that? You know, how do you scout a center? Like, I guess you're looking to see who's not getting trucked on every player. That's a good place to start. But yeah. you know, how do you go from there? Like, how do you? Yeah, I think that shit is crazy. But he got that Kareem Hunt comparison. His forties like a four six three. Yeah. Hunts was similar when he was coming out, so he yeah. kind of got that comparison from that Slow. as well. But that's fine, man. It's interesting. It, you know, running backs just gotta gotta find a hole and be able to get through it and make a move. I will say we, I think we took. I'm gonna put this on wax because I'm also finishing up my article on this too. Is that I think we took Jordan Howard for granted a little bit. I understand he didn't fit in the all in the offense, and Nagy didn't like him, and. I also think the good running back as a dime a dozen is overplayed as well. well all the top good running backs one? in the league are all first round picks. The great, yeah, the top, the top ones, yeah, the, the really, top, really, top. really good ones. You're winning ball games because of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think Jordan Howard is that. No, he's not. No, Jordan he's Howard not is in the class. Jordan of, Howard is in the class of the David Montgomerys of the world. If I told you that David Montgomery rushed for 1,100 yards next year, would you be like, oh my god? No, but uh, yeah, it's a tough spot. I mean, if I told you he had like fifteen touchdowns, you'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like, Jordan yeah, Howard oh, yeah, was going to cost us a couple million bucks. Yeah, this guy is not. This guy's not. So, and you have him for a couple more years, and you go get another one. I still think he's. A, I, th- <laughs> I still think Montgomery's <laughs> not in this offense. I mean, it's yeah, certain, I mean for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, you go get me someone who can produce like and carry the ball three hundred plus times, but not in this offense. 
I fucking love our offense. Yeah, it's flexible. Yeah, real it's quick. The best part. Pre-draft analysis on David Montgomery. Montgomery is a big, shifty runner who can sift through the traffic running between the tackles. He has good balance, runs with outstanding determination, catches the ball well, and is a solid pass blocker. Yeah, fine. Cool. That's, isn't things, that what everyone's running all, back all, thing all, is going to say? All things you want, yeah. That's a solid run. Like he's a, he's Shifty, like a solid running doesn't back. have burst, but he's good vision. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what the film shows me. Great. It's just the same thing it tells me about every other mid-round running back, unless they're like a specialty guy. The one thing I did when I was looking up some stuff on this is one thing I didn't realize is the Bears averaged 3.8 yards a carry in 2018 rushing, and yeah. that was like 27th or 28th in the league. Yeah, one like, of the worst rushing teams in the NFL. Yeah, it was like one of the worst in the league. Yeah, and it was worse with Jordan Howard. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't catch the ball at the backfield. So teams will just, if, you know, if he's in there, you know, you know there, what the deal it was, is. It was a, yeah, it was, if he's in there, he's getting the ball. It was an ISO. Yeah. Hopefully Tariq stays – Tariq's going to get so many touches next year. I think – I just hope he stays yeah. upright. Right. He's pretty good at not, I don't, getting, not getting blown I don't. Up. I don't know – I don't know how – I mean, I don't think he's going to get some crazy amount of touches where you feel like he's going to get hurt. He's going to get a lot of touches. They're going to mix it up. We have three backs on the roster right now. So, I mean, I think those other two guys, they have to do something. So I'm what's the other guy's name? We got another Mike Davis, another Mike running, regular. Where are we getting these regular ass name dudes? Uh, <laughs> Mike Davis, David Montgomery, all these guys. Um, I mean, they're going to get the ball too. I mean, I don't think Cohen's not going to be used like your traditional running back in the no, NFL. Not at all. Not not in the least bit. Not at all. So I'm I'm good with it. Bears are going to win the Super Bowl next year. Put it out there now, right. and we need a kicker. Robbie Gold. He's, he's demanding a trade. He on his AB. Yeah. <laughs> he on his AB. On his Robbie go on his AB. He said he want out. AB. Did anything come up about that, why he wants to go? He wants to closer back home. Which is here? Yeah. His kids go to school here and stuff, all mm-hmm. that. So what's he trying to say? He's trying to muscle his way to Chicago? That would be huge. Huge flex. That'd be huge for us. I don't know. He disrespected the matriarch, though, man. He might. He might have to... We don't have any to, picks to give up anyway, though. Kiss the ring. What could we even give them? Uh, well, if he wants to leave, I mean. That's what I'm saying. They franchise tagged him, right? And he's just not going to sign it. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, what could we, how could we get him? I want him. I don't know. I don't even want to trade more picks. I don't think we have we too many have no, left. We yeah. don't have any picks left. We traded we'll three you, picks we'll, to get we'll, Montgomery. We'll give you a seven. We traded like a four, a five, or our slot in the three, a four. Five oh, we and a did. Four. Yeah. Oh, uh, we traded like three, like three picks, Ryan, and then got Ryan, back a Ryan six. Ryan Pace be gambling that future, boy. But yeah, he. Well, <laughs> dude, well, that's. We already talked about this. He yeah. knows he's he's. You get hired GM to get fired, yeah, bro. Three to four years. He's, he's in happen. there trying to make a. Yeah. He's gonna leave the next GM in shambles, which is which is probably. If you're gonna try to win a title, go try to get it right. Yep. All right, let's switch to cap or no cap before we get up out of here. Yeah. The fun segment. Shout out Sid B. It's the homie. You got the questions? Yep. All right, a little bit of cap or no cap. So uh, you guys don't know, I'm going to throw out a statement. Ask Sean if it's cap or no cap, which is pretty much bullshit or, or facts. Yeah. More or less. Cap, some cap sh- is false. <laughs> yeah. No cap yeah. is true. True. True Let's statements. Let's get it. All right. 
So this is the one that we kind of came up with this on, but uh, Tim Anderson is the best ball player in the city right now over El Mago. Tim Anderson, TA7, bat flipping. That's cap because <laughs> El Mago is the best baseball player in the league. In my <laughs> so I can't give him that. But Tim Anderson right now is 1A. He's in 375. He's batting yeah, he's batting 375. <laughs> he's talking shit. Uh, yeah, I rock with him. I love I, I love, love I love doing. the bat flipping. I love the talking shit. You know what I mean? I like his whole swag. Um yeah, I love it. I love it. You know how I feel about the baseball rules. You know how I feel about the respect for the I game should bullshit. Make a El Mago Tim Anderson t-shirt. You should. That should oh, be hard. Hey, wow. <laughs> That's what I need to Throw do. Throw the rules out the window. Yes. Both of them do. Those dudes Both, are the those shit. don't give a fuck. Yeah, so. What's so the background on TA? I don't know, but I, I was looking on his Instagram, and then I found his mom's Instagram, and apparently his mom's like a club promoter <laughs> down south. Like, she got photos with Yo Gotti. She got photos with Boozy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Whatever it is, shout out shout out Tim Anderson. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. But I mean, he's been on the team for a couple of years. He's a highly graded prospect um, coming out. I think he struggled the last few years offensively, and he's just blowing up this year and he put just, it all together. He put it but he's together. a young dude, man. Yeah, yeah the rebuild is it. looking nice. Yeah, y'all, all right. The rebuild is looking nice, man. Yeah, you know, thank you for Eloy. Yeah, have yeah. fun with uh, my man. Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Quintana. Quintana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about the Cubs another day. Nah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would give it to TA. Uh, the answer is Cap because Javi Baez is an Javi absolute. Baez is the best. He's he's so <coughs> much fun to watch. I love his attitude, man. Javi's my favorite player, bar none. It's not even close. All right. Um, but yeah, Tim Anderson's doing his thing, and I hope he continues to do his thing on the South Side, man. So That's I saw man. this. Um, this was tweeted out by uh, by Bill Simmons the other day. Dame Lillard is the fourth best guard of the decade. Curry. Harden, Paul, Dame, then Russ. Listen. <laughs> this That's is, the recency shit right this there. Is where I'm, this is where I'm at on the whole Dame thing, right? Dame is doing his thing. Dame has been hooping. He's not better than Russell Westbrook for me. Okay. Russell Westbrook had a terrible shooting year. There's no denying that. I think that. he's had a few. Yeah. Statistically, he's the worst high-volume three-point shooter in NBA history. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was talking about, like, I guess I was talking about overall shooting. Career, like he, should, he should stop shooting. He needs to take the three out of his game. Out of his game completely? It's just not in his game. Go facilitate. We know you're a good passer. That's back-to-back times in the league. Leading back-to-back the league uh, years in the league, you've led the league in assists. You led the – you in the first round, you averaged 10 and a half assists. Like you can dish the rock, remove the three pointer out of your game, and it's your get it to Paul George. Did you hear what he said? He was like when when they were like they said that was selfish, so I led the league in assists. They said I can't shoot, so now I'm gonna go get a jumper. So something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Is uh, in his uh, his exit 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 interview. interview, Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back and you think Russell's shooting threes right now? Maybe, probably. He might be. He might be taking a little rest. What if Russ came back and shot forty five percent? Be ridiculous. Yeah. Um so that's but if someone cap. can do it, it's him. I don't know, it's not straight cap because I, I don't I don't think a lot of people agree with me. Okay. For me it's cap because I don't think over the last 
decade he's been better than Russ? There's no, just, this decade, which, well, I guess it is over the last decade, yeah, yeah 2010, 2019, no, yeah. No, he hasn't been better than <clears throat> he hasn't been better than Russ over the decade. If you you can actually argue that this is the first time he's had a better year than Russ in their whole career, could you not? I don't know. Go back to my point. If you go back and look at Dame's numbers, Dame numbers. has been putting up numbers for a while. Um, it's just the team. Well, they've always had the same rep. They don't guard anybody. You know, yeah, and the two guards. This is the first got, time Russ work. has got our or Dame's got out of the first round. Yeah. Russ hasn't got out of the first round since KD left. Yeah. I understand that, but I mean. Okay, so he just got out of the first round. Now he's just all of a sudden better than Russ. I don't think, I don't think he's a better ball player than Russ. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. I can't do that. Right. So read the list one more time. Pull it back up. It was Curry, Harden, Paul, Dame, Russ. So PGs or guard. I mean, yeah. I mean, what 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 other two guard would you put up there? D Wade. I was going to say Wade, but. Maybe last decade. Maybe the 2000s. I guess D-Wade for the first half of the decade. Yeah. I guess, yeah, and I, let's say over the last five years, cut the decade talk out. So we'll cut so we can okay. take so we can respectfully take Dwayne Wade out of the equation. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's close. I just can't put I, – I think it's a personal thing. I just love Russ and I love his game. And I understand he should remove the three, and he shot it really, really poorly this year. From two, from three, and the free throw line. Yeah, but I thought you would have Russ above CP three. Like the fan in you might, yeah, but like realistically, you look at basketball. Real, like okay, listen, <laughs> for people that don't know this about me, I say a lot of wild shit sometimes. Yeah, but deep down, I know it's wrong. If you were the GM, you like, wouldn't necessarily yeah, make like, that choice. Yeah, I, like if I, if I had to go to the start of the decade and pick a point guard, Chris Paul's above those dudes, hundred yeah. percent. Right. Yeah. So, but like me the, and Kyle Orton, man, like I mean, I probably wouldn't yeah, pick Kyle Orton. The over fan in me is like, I love head, Russ, I would. bro. That's my guy. <laughs> so yeah, he's better than CP. Yeah. give me, give me Russ. Give me Russ. But yeah, okay. So you do have CP over him. Yeah. What about you? You, um, you that list? I, I'm going with Russ. I think the Russ hate has reached a. Di- Russ is one of those guys where now we talk so much about what he doesn't do well that we forget a lot of things that he does do well. But uh, I 100 percent agree. He he needs to stop shooting threes. He needs to remove that shit out of yeah. his game. He's still athletic enough to get to the cup when he wants and do other things, but the three he he doesn't have a good eye for when to shoot threes and, and he doesn't hit them. And obviously we know where the league is going and how much the league has changed. He used to he didn't used to shoot that many threes. Yeah, but he got here by not shooting threes. Right. Exactly. So it's okay. He can remove that from his game. Dwayne Wade never decided to shoot threes. Russ in transition <laughs> is unstoppable. Unstoppable. Him going to the cup, him dribble drive, pull up from from nineteen. Yeah, he could be. He could. He could adjust some of his game and be super more efficient. And yeah, yeah, we know what time it is. All right, last one. Dwayne Haskins will have a better career than Kyler Murray, cap or no cap. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Wow. Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray. I'd pick. Dwayne Haskins, because I really think he's going to be really good. Yeah, I think he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I think he, he threw play- fifty touchdowns in the Big Ten last year. I think he is the prototypical NFL quarterback. I hate to sound cliche and kind of repeat and move. regurgitate what a lot of people have been saying, but I think he moves in the pocket very well, and he's just not going anywhere out the pocket, bro. These guys that 
are the elite boys are in the pocket, bro. Russell yeah. Wilson went from running around to being, <laughs> being in the, in the pocket, pocket, yeah. Bro. Like, so like a little the, bit, I like it here a little bit more. Yeah, 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 like Russell Wilson's in the pocket all day now. So, so super strong arm. And not to say that Kyler Murray is not going to have a good career. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a really, really good career. I think, I, I don't, yeah, I, I didn't get how he falls to 15 with quarterback needy teams on the board when the, the proof's in the pudding, watch the film. It was a different style of offense than what Urban Meyer usually runs out there, and he threw 50 touchdowns. I'll say this. I think Dwayne Haskins has a little bit of Pat Mahomes in him. Pat Mahomes is a super freak, so yeah. he's not there. Yeah, I think Mahomes is a better athlete. And better athlete overall. Yeah, yeah. But just that flick of the wrist. Yeah, and just like those pretty size. ball. Yeah. I the mean, ball looks nice coming out, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, like it, it does, just looks man. it's a it's a nice long deep ball. You know what's a good comparison for Dwayne Haskins? Huh. He probably doesn't have a big a biggest arm as this guy, but this is a very good comparison in my opinion. Dwayne Haskins is Dante Culpepper. He doesn't have Culpepper has a had Culpepper a pen had a freaking bazooka. Had a bazooka, right? Yeah, a bazooka. But Dwayne Dwayne Haskins is Dante Culpepper with a little less arm strength. And not six six. 200. Well, what's the Haskins like? What? Yeah, Haskins is a big boy He's too. Big though, boy yeah, too. I guess. yeah, yeah. So I think that's a good comparison. And he Couldn't Culpepper move around a little bit in the beginning? Culpepper could definitely move. Yeah. Haskins yeah. can't move. He can't. He's not going to. He run. can't run. He can't run. He's not rolling out and doing any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's but. So that's a good comparison. Culpepper, yo, I love. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, like that three year stretch of Dante Culpepper when he was like unstoppable with Moss and the last year of Carter and stuff. Dante Culpepper was a monster. A problem. He almost won the MVP that one year if Peyton Manning hadn't have broken the touchdown record. Yeah. Dante, that year, Dante him, Culpepper was in our division. We saw Dante yeah, Culpepper all the time. All the time. Dante Culpepper was nice. Problem. <laughs> yes. Remember the- yes. Get your roll <laughs> Dante was nice. Dante is a big boy, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my that's that's my Dwayne Haskins comparison. So yeah. I would say Dwayne Haskins has a better career. Would you have taken him number one over Kyler Murray? I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be a better quarterback, so yeah, I would have. All right. Kyler Murray might be really nasty, though. We'll see. Kyler Murray's way more has probably has a higher ceiling, but a lower floor. Whereas Dwayne Haskins is has a higher floor. He still has a pretty high ceiling too. Like I don't think Haskins is going to suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whereas Murray, there's a chance it just might not work out. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you look, if, if Haskins doesn't go work out, you'll be like, man, what what happened? Like you know what I mean? Like that that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Whereas with Murray, it's like, yeah, yeah maybe, I can see how yeah. that didn't. That M- maybe didn't maybe they should wouldn't have worked out. Maybe this guy's like five <laughs> five four. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Man, good to be back yeah. in here, my G. Yep. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming through. Absolutely. Um, we're back yeah. weekly. I'm going to start doing, hopefully, a bunch of different stuff. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to do it. For Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes. You know the deal, man. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.